is alive and it's it cuts, you know, it's very precise and it can it can shed off some things and it can chisel some stuff in our lives. And I think this has been a good semester, but maybe God is about to bless us in our obedience as we check the foundation of our faith. Maybe he's about to bless your family. Do you know that your family unit, your family value, I believe, is the most critical relationship outside of your relationship with Christ on the planet? I think what makes America great is our strong value of family. I'm encouraged even more by that because as we see our culture declining the value of family, I see those that have high morals and values within their family start to stand out and to shine. Church, this is our season to shine. This is the time when you go and you take these basic fundamentals and put them in your family unit. Now, your family, maybe one person, you may live by yourself. You may be in college. You may be widowed. You may be by choice living by yourself. You may be by not choice living by yourself, right? Like, but family is, is, is what happens when people come together. To start our groups this week, uh, we're involved in a few of them. Our Thursday night group is family; it becomes family, right? We grow together, and we see the dynamics of family in these environments. You have a work family, do you not? Right? You have a family that you you, you learn at work, and so I want you to see that as we put these values of family and these fundamental values of our faith, the back to school basics into all of our it starts to change. And so I also want to tell you that this week, when we looked at two buildings, we, I was like, man, there's nothing more fun than going through and walking through buildings and looking at them and going, yeah, we can do this here, we can do this here. Shannon would love this kids program. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then you go, how much, how much is this building again? Tell me, 5.1 billion? Let's get out of here. <laughs> Let's get out of here. I mean, maybe they'll take uh, 50% off, you know, for a church. They are a church, right? Green Roof, Brick Building, and we uh, looked at uh, this building on 1488 and uh, 45, and they, I will tell you, neither of those are going to fit us. Uh, number one, uh, while the building over here, Living Word, uh, would, would, would uh, work as a church, uh, we can't afford it, <laughs> okay? And number two, uh, when you put the counseling piece together with it, it's just the way that it's all parceled off, it's just not, not going to work. And then the 1488 building, come on, retail center says, sorry, no churches. It, it don't even go in there. You'll be amazed how many people, how many retail centers are like, we don't want churches in them. We don't want churches. One of my favorite locations is that Calais Royal on 45 and 105. I still drool over that place. Even after they told me, sorry, I can't put a church in that building. No places of education in that building. They want retail facilities and they want these people coming through. And I'm like, you just don't realize that they have counseling center that's coming. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people coming through every week. This church, the doors will be open seven days a week. Like, you don't get it. But all it's going to take is one Christian owner of one retail space or one building or one thing to say, I want you in this place. Right? I've seen stories of this. So look, uh, don't give up. Because I think what God is doing is he's growing us where we are before we move on. Uh, I think it's kind of like, if, you, if you're a parent and you parented kids before, and the kid has mastered the bike that they're on, you know, the little 18-inch wheels, and you're like, Dad, I need the bigger bike. And you're like, you're going to kill yourself on the bigger bike. You don't need the bigger bike. He 
only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. 
in the business of growing his crop. God is in the business of all, of all growth. Don't be fooled, though. Our disobedience can have an impact on things that grow. And, and, and it just happens in all of us. And some people need to get right with God to see him really start to move in your life. Look, we cannot chase after the world and expect God to bless us in heavenly ways. Like, we have to die to self. We have to put some things aside. We have to change some habits. Come on. Come on. I'm going through a hard habit. I'm going through a hard habit change right now. You know, a couple years ago, I stopped caffeine. You know, I was like, okay, no more drinking caffeine. And so what would I drink? Uh, Sprites and root beer. Come on. I'm just like, give, give them to me. Right? Like, give them to me. And then all of a sudden, God starts saying, Steve, just draw down the sugars. It's too much sugar. I don't see anywhere in here that says sugar's a sin. Right? I'm like, oh, God. But for me, it is. I'm missing the mark. I'm missing the mark. And, and what God has for you, disobedience can keep you from having the blessing that God wants for you. Some of you, the obedient will be baptism. Some of you, it will be. Uh, some people just need to get right with God. More on that later. Number three, uh, why should I be baptized? Why? Why, why, why should I be baptized? I, I cannot think of a clearer reason to be baptized than this. Thank you. 